Hello and welcome to the ETOP21 Sports Show for January 23rd. How is everyone doing? My name is Eric. I'm the man behind ETOP21 Sports. We have an absolutely loaded episode for you today that I'm actually pumped for. Pumped for. We have a first timer coming on. My girl from Arizona, Lady FND, is making her debut on the show. Really excited to talk to her, pick her brain about the NFL, the matchups that occurred last weekend, and her thoughts going into this weekend of the conference championship. Plus, Gino will have his horse racing in the bed of the day from Gulfstream Park. Absolutely loaded day of horse racing this Saturday at Gulfstream. I'm actually going to have Gino on my podcast later in the week to dive into the card a little bit more. But before I jump into all that, I'd like to say thank you to the sponsor of the show, Parlay Play. If you're not using Parlay Play, go to the App Store, download Parlay Play, use promo code NFL Betting Blitz for a nice little deposit match. Now, let's see what Gino has a cooking for us over at Gulfstream Park this Saturday. Let's give out a best bet for this week. It's at Gulfstream Park, and it's going to be coming on Saturday. Saturday is Pegasus Day, so a huge day of racing. I think I might be back a little later on in the week to talk even more with Eric uh, about some of those big races. Let's give you a tease. Let's go to the World Cup race number 13. I have a big price for you in this one. Senior Buscador, the number six, is 20 to 1 on the morning line, and he fits really well in this race from a class standpoint. He most recently was second behind Hoist the, Hoist the Gold. That was in a race where Hoist the Gold went wire, to wire, went wire to wire, was the only speed in that race, and it was on a muddy track that day. Look at the races that Senor Buscador exits. You see the Breeders' Cup Classic behind White Abario. He was behind Slowdown Andy, Arabian Night, Defunded, all of those horses would be favored if they were in this race. I think Senor Buscador will come running. He just needs a little bit of help up front early on. He's a late runner. He's a deep closer, so he needs some pace help in here. Um, hopefully National Treasure. Hopefully horses like uh, Hoist the Gold. Even you know Nimitz Class from the inside. Skippy Longstocking from the outside. They could all be pushing the pace a little bit in here. I think Senor Buscador could come running at a big price. Good luck this weekend. Make sure to tune in to Eric's show each and every week for all the best information in sports and a big football weekend coming up. I'm curious to see what Eric has to say about the the games off of last weekend. Make sure to give my boy Gino a follow at It's Me, Gino B. I am going to be on his podcast this Friday talking the NFL. Him and I will give our thoughts on the games. Plus, him and I do a live preview this Saturday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern. Now let's welcome someone I am – Thrilled to talk to all the way from Arizona, Lady FND to the show. How you doing hey, today, what's my up, friend? Everyone? I'm doing great. How about you, Eric? <laughs> I am doing great. Make sure you give her a follow at Betting in Heels on all social media. The reason why I like Lady D is a lot of people don't know this about me. I'm a math major. My old man was into math, and she understands break even points. She's not out there doing what some people do, playing these minus. 160 minus 205 bets. She steeps it strictly. I believe you said minus 130, minus 135 or less. Well, minus 150 and less. 150. I don't go over 150, but my my whole goal is to always stay around minus 140 and <laughs> go down. So uh, you will never see me catch me post anything that is over minus 150. <laughs> That's all. why like, I'm the same way. I like to play. Because if you get anything over than that, your break-even point gets skewed, and betting sports is hard as is. Let's fire exactly. off. We already got some comments going. NAA86. I'm happy that the Lions are finally breaking through, but can they pull off the win in San Francisco? I'm a Lions homer, so I'm going to say yes, and I have a nice little future ticket on them. Lady D, what say you, my friend? Man, listen, I can see them taking the points covering the spread, but I cannot see them actually beating the Niners. I think I'm going to do a teaser with that and with the Chiefs. <laughs> now, my boy Sports Facts, who I absolutely love, tunes in every week, but he always gives me shit when I bet Oklahoma State. Yes, I did bet Oklahoma State in basketball today, plus the four. I had to fade TCU. Uh, Spear 22 chimes in. Will Josh Allen ever get to the Super Bowl? And what the hell happened with Diggs? Oh, you see, I was sad because I'm a, I'm from originally from uh, Rochester, New York, but I've never been a Buffalo Bills fan. 
<laughs> it was just so sad to see what happened. And everybody was um, talking shit about um, the br um, brass, the, the kicker. That he got so much freaking um crap death threats and stuff like that that he had to shut off his damn social media. You know, people shouldn't even be doing that for real. <laughs> even if you lose money, it's gambling, you know. I look at it like this. Um, a I'm gonna use it when the Chiefs lost on that last play against the Bills, and there's a little bit of controversy. Josh Allen looked like a, a kid who didn't get his own way. And you have a couple of kids. You know what that feeling looks. When a kid doesn't get his own yes. way, he throws a little bit of fit. That's what jo that's what Patrick Mahomes looked like. When Tyler Bass missed that field goal, the first person to him that like kind of put his hand around his shoulder, kind of walked with him, was Josh Allen. To me, that tells me yes. all I need to know about Josh Allen. He's one of the better quarterbacks in the league. Um, I do think there's some coaching issues going on in Buffalo. I will dive into this game a little bit later when we have our takeaways, but I think Josh Allen will win a Super Bowl, but I do think there needs to be a coaching change with Diggs. Obviously, I think something happened in the locker room, and I think he's old. I think Father Time has just kind of finally caught up with him, and he's lost a step, and we see wide receivers do that. Raj Gill chimes in with a basketball question. What's oh. up with the Bucks firing Griffin? Um, you may not know this about me. I'm in the northern suburbs of Chicago. I used to have Bucks tickets until they won the title, then it got a little too pricey for me. So I have my two cents about this, but I'll let you fire it off first, my friend. Oh man, I don't know what the heck happened, what they're thinking of, because you know, the Bucks have started to become fire and they started to win, and now they're like, like what where are they at right now in standings? They should be yeah, they they should be right there. So, what happened that they fire him? Something really had to happen for them to fire him. But I think somebody, um, let me see, because I've seen a lot of news about the firing, but they they already got somebody else, and I don't know who who it was. I mean, the big rumor is they're going to try to get Jack Rivers. I mean, that's kind of the big rumor. I know one of their assistants is taking over, and. I mean, let's make some money. His comment right here kind of kind of hits it in the head. They aren't making that move in unless Giannis signs off on it. Um, Matt Clay chimes in. They just hired Doc. So you they see? Did Doc, there you go. <laughs> I'm not a big Doc Rivers guy. I'll say it. But I've, like, you're not making that move when you have Giannis. And, yes, Giannis signs off with it. And your whole goal right now is a team – your whole goal as a franchise is to make him happy. How can the Chiefs beat the Ravens this weekend? What do you think? Well, I don't think they will beat the Ravens, but I'm really loving that they can play head-to-head. -head. It's going to be a very close game, to be honest, <laughs> especially this is in Baltimore. And... It's gonna be a hell of a game. I, they I are. They're gonna. <laughs> go ahead, Eric. I think it's gonna be a good game, but I think it comes down to they have to stop the rushing attack. We need to remember mm -hmm. Josh Allen had seventy-two yards rushing. If Lamar Jackson is able to have over eighty yards rushing against this defense of the Chiefs, I don't think they can win, and that's the key to them. They need to be able to stop Gus Edwards, Justice Hill. And Lamar in the running game forced Lamar to pass the ball. I know he is getting Mark Andrews back, but I kind of think that's the key to them. Um, also, which one? I hate the Lakers, 99, 20 to 1. That's what I'm talking about. Obviously referring to Gino's horse racing bet. Gino shooting for mm -hmm. the fences. So those tuning in for the first time, basically how this works is we go, we each have two takeaways, and then we dive into the bets. Lady D. What is your first takeaway from the divisional round? Okay, you're going to love this because you're a Detroit Lions fan. <laughs> yep. So I have David Montagrary anytime touchdown. Oh, no, we're going to takeaways. Sorry. We're going to go to takeaways. Uh, take, I take, I'm sorry. Yeah. That's okay. That's okay. We're oh, good. my we're God. Good. Last week, takeaways was crazy because I've always um, – 
I basically had the points. I had um, Tampa Bay against <laughs> Detroit, and they did not freaking cover the points. I should have known better not to take the Buccaneers against Detroit, but I did. Um, it was a great game. Uh, there's not too much takeaways for that. I just hope continue to see the Lions play good as well. So <laughs> let's see okay. how they go um, play and um, and the Chiefs and the Bills. I mean, like that was a great, 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 great game. But there was a lot of lot of coaching, as you as you as you said. Um, a lot of play calls that have not been um, that have been missed in the games uh, with um, Hamilton doing that uh, yeah. that that false kick <laughs> that false um, putt whatever they call that. So they, he shouldn't have even did that to be honest. I don't I don't even know what he was thinking when he did that. So um, it, it was a great games and that was. Basically, my takeoff. I'm usually don't um, go by and see what happens because you know I'm a math person. I love to read lines. <laughs> I usually don't try to look in the ins and out after the games. I'm like try to look forward into the next two games. My my first one, um, Matt Lafleur, I believe, cost the Packers that game. I've been hyping up Lafleur. Couple of weeks ago on the show, I actually gave away for him to t- play him to win coach of the year. But after what I saw this past weekend, I hated his game plan. You have a field goal kicker who already missed one, who he, the fo- the guy calling the Fox game quoted you as saying, anytime he goes to kick, I just pray, which is not a good sign. And you played not to lose then. You played for the field goal. You drive down there. Get the six points, just end the game. If you score a touchdown right there, the game's over. Also, I have no idea what you're doing, Jalen Reed. Looking at the stats, looking at PFF, looking at everything. Lenore from the 49ers has given up the sixth most yards in the whole NFL receiving. He bleeds production. He lines up in the slot. That's where Jalen Reed lines up. You gave Jalen Reed four targets. Four receptions. Two of the four targets were in jet sweep passes. So literally your best matchup you didn't go to. You're throwing to the tight end. Both your tight ends, Kraft and Musgrave, had more targets than Jalen Reed. And they're being guarded with Fred Warner, who's the best guarding the tight end. And the 49ers give up the least production per game to opposing tight ends. So I really think LaFleur, at the end of the day, I think he cost the Packers the game and a chance to make it to the conference championship to play the Lions, who they've been before. I think that game's on Matt LaFleur. I'm calling him out. I'm calling out my boy, Matt. Um, <laughs> do you have another takeaway from last week, my friend? Oh, man, no, because it, it's just, I try to put all that patch me. Okay. To our two new games that's coming up Sunday. So My second takeaway is this. Can Chris Jones get some love? I know that everyone's talking about Josh Allen. We had a comment about Josh Allen before. Mm-hmm. He's getting a ton of crap for not checking it down in second and nine to right. um, Stefan Diggs. But Shakir was wide open. You needed a touchdown to take the lead. I'm seeing Des Bryant, Warren Sharp, all these guys who have these big followings giving Josh Allen crap for not checking it down. The TD was open. In that situation all the time, you're always going to take the six. You're always going to take the touchdown. Mm-hmm. If Jones didn't do an insane job at the point of attack, pushing Dawkins into Allen and disrupting his rhythm, him allow, not allowing him to step into the throw, that's an incomplete pass. That's that's a touchdown. Mahomes is getting the ball back. Yeah, Needs because the they was freaking open the whole time. Yeah. And he, they, they were great with the passing. It's just like he wasn't passing it to the people he's yeah. supposed to be passing it, as he was explaining. <laughs> I mean, that's a great play by Chris Jones. I wish he was getting more props on social mm-hmm. media for how good he was able to get to the quarterback, disrupt the quarterback. And if he doesn't make that play, I think the Bills win that game. And it's sad to me because when they were six and six, 
they were sitting at 50 to one to win the Super Bowl, which I took a bite out of. <laughs> 25 to one to win the AFC, which I took a bite out of. <laughs> I did hit them at nine to one to win the AFC East, which was nice, and plus 270 to make the playoffs, which was nice. But I really feel that this was a team that this was their quote unquote year. Now they're entering this offseason. I'm hearing they're giving serious thought about moving on from McDermott and Bryce from the I Need It Sports Pod. When I went on his show last week, he gave out an interesting stat, and this one's going to blow your mind. In the first five years, if the quarterback coach combo, if they don't win a Super Bowl, they've never won a Super Bowl. Hmm. That's a pretty interesting stat. And guess who's in year six? Lamar Jackson. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Lamar and Harbaugh is to break the trend. So if they don't win it here, I mean, do you think the Ravens move off of Harbaugh? Oh, my God. I don't know. It's difficult. There's so many freaking conspiracies going on with them and the Niners. <laughs> I don't know. I It's just so many things rolling that this is co-spired for a rematch for the Ravens and and. Niners. So you you think if Allen had Evans, that game would be different. Hmm. Mike Evans would have caught that deep ball. Though there is that deep ball down the sideline that Stefan Diggs dropped. If that was Mike Evans, Evans is catching that because Evans is great at at stretching the field. You see the drops that Mike Evans have has. They always are within like twenty yards or less. So I really think. That would have made a difference. I think Diggs is washed. I think he's lost a step. I think that the um, the Bills are going to move on with him. And it's an interesting offseason for Buffalo. Their defense is old. Allen's making mm-hmm. $20 million a year. Um, you know, I it's an interesting season. Where do you think Evans goes in the free agent market? See, Spear 22 is trying mm-hmm. to. What do you think? I think I can see him. I could see him going to. Can he go to the Bears, please? Because <laughs> we. I mean, you guys got DJ Moore. You guys got <laughs> DJ Moore. You could get the guy from Washington or the guy from LSU in the draft. Um, I I could see him going to Kansas City. I mean, that was the big rumor. Oh my God! Why were you thinking my brain? I was thinking that too. I mean, I think to me, that makes the most sense, him going to Kansas City. Um, Now, we've reached the part of the show where we are talking about bets. Um, Oh, real quick, Dave Kozak, howdy from Texas. I think the Bills are done. Time for a rebuild. That was this year. I think so, too. I think they got to look. I think they got to hit the reset button. A lot of old players on that contract, on that team. Um. Need to get Allen a little bit more weapons. I like Kincaid. I like Cook. Gabe Davis can't stay can't stay on the field. Got to move Diggs. I like um, what is his name Shakir in the slot. But you got to start moving some pieces, giving Allen some better pieces, and probably look to make a coaching change. Now we're on the time we're going to talk some bets. We each have three bets. Mm-hmm. Um, we're each going to alternate. Lady D, you are the guest, my friend. What is your first? <laughs> I was, oh my God, I didn't remember my first one. Yeah, my tiger. So, yes, I am going to take your favorite, one of your players from your favorite team, the Lions. I'm not a big Lions fan because I'm a Bears fan. <laughs> We're going to go with David Montagory. Anytime touchdown plus 170. That's a long shot for me, but he's been 80% his last five games doing anytime touchdowns. So I'm liking this. This is very what I look for when I look for player props. So that's, uh, I'm, I'm fucking with this one right here. Montagri, okay. Mon, I can't even pronounce his last name. Montgomery. <laughs> and he's a, Montgomery he used to play for your bears, a Bears, Bears. <laughs> he, used, he used to play for your Bears, buddy. He used to play I, for I your never Bears. I know how to pronounce his damn name. I don't, uh, <laughs> Montgomery. Yeah. <laughs> my my next yeah. bet, and 
my first bet. I'm going to the game. Look, I got the Ravens at minus three. Right now it's ticked up to minus three and a half. I, there still is some minus threes in the market. I do think we're going to see some Chiefs money come in. Here's my thought process for the game. Kelsey's been on a tear, averaging six receptions, 73 yards per game, but the Ravens are eighth DVOA defending the tight end, allowing only 42.3 yards per game. Ravens also have Hamilton, which is huge. He's going to be able to cover Kelsey, so I don't think Kelsey is going to be that big of a factor. Another thing, Humphreys is coming back, so the defense is going to be better in coverage. Having Humphreys, that's going to allow him to shadow Rice and if Hamilton's on Kelsey, that means you're relying on Hardman, MVS, and crew to beat you. I don't know if they're going to be able to do that. Another reason I like this Ravens team is the key against Mahomes is you have to be able to create pressure without blitzing. And that's what the Ravens are yeah. able to do. They led the league this year in sacks. Another factor, Chiefs lack of a run defense they were 27th dvoa defending the run and josh allen had 12 rushes for 72 yards averaging six yards per carry what is jackson going to do against this defense if allen was able to eat that much i think lamar is going to be able to eat that much the chiefs allowed 114 yards per game that was the 18th most they just allowed 186 to the bills and the bills totally abandoned the run for the second half for some reason so the Bills should have had more rushing yards, but for whatever reason, they abandoned it. I think they're going to be able – I think the game plan is you're going to run the ball, you're going to keep Mahomes on the sidelines, and you're just going to work that clock. Ravens are 7-1 and one ATS this year, playing a team with a winning percentage over 60%. Jackson is a three-point favor or less, 71% against the spread. When I look at this matchup and the trenches – I give the Ravens the edge. I'm taking the Ravens here minus the three. I'd wait though. I think this is going to tick down. I think this this line is going to be all over the place. Yes, yeah, so well, I agree. I think the line is going to go up and down. It is right now. It's going to, like you said, three and a half. Just because Kansas is cheap, their spread against um, the last five games on the road is eighty percent, which is four and one. So a lot of people is going to go start diving into that into the Chiefs because of that just like they're diving in with the with Detroit as a public dog money which I don't like public dogs money I usually tend to go opposite that but <laughs> we'll yeah, see what happens I agree with you. and I was talking with um with Gino on his podcast with about this and I'll be interested to get your your intake I feel like during the regular season because there are so many so many games there is going to be that one like public dog where that's the one you kind of want to fade and go against. But when we get to playoffs, this there's less games. So it's okay. I feel in the playoffs to be on the side of the public sometimes. Uh, if that makes sometimes. Sense. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because so, everybody um, was on a Packers too. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, like you kind of look. Yeah. So, I, yeah, so, I mean, I was on the back. <laughs> like, toss it up, you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, like, and it's also one of those things, like, it's hard. You really have to trust, like, I know for me, the, the service I use for it is I use the Action Network. To me, I think they have the best numbers where it shows, because it shows the percentage of bets and the percentage of money. So you can kind of mm -hmm. see where everyone's at. You have these guys on Twitter that just tweet stuff out that say the, the sports book, this percentage. But you don't know, do they right. have ties to the sports book? Are they going to kick back because of this tweet? With the Action Network, it's, I think it's all the bets. So I think that's a little bit. Um, My favorite is Visa. And I usually go on theirs because they have Circa. Then they have um, Westgate, FanDuel. So you can go and, you know, do what you do on Action Network. But I... Like I trust more like the Vegas yeah. thing. So I usually look more at VSEN and then I go look at offshores where the opening numbers are, who opened the numbers and the offshore book. So that's what I, I like. I really, really 
focus on who opens the number and look where it's going to where does the post sharp are going to too so <laughs> that's a good one what i like to do on bet stamp is i feel the offshores are always ahead of the market as to the legal yeah, they always are so if i like team x and i see it's moved one direction at bookmaker like if i like i'll use the chiefs like or the ravens if i like the ravens here minus sweet minus three and I see on bookmaker, it's already moved to three and a half. On these books that are legal in the States, <laughs> I'm going to click the three because it's only a matter of time because they're always check, catching up to the offshore because offshore tends exactly. to be a little bit ahead of the market. Um, Sports Facts, who's always giving me shit, but I still love you, dude. Xavier and OKC are <laughs> melting. Seaspirit22, um, you think we'll go to the Chiefs plus four? I think it's going to get there. I think like right now it may get there, but come toward game it's time. It's creeping up. I think we're going to see it dip down a little bit more. Um, Dave Kozak, what the <laughs> over that Kelsey's girlfriend will be talked about. I can't stand the meeting talking about it. So this is my thing. And I think I'm in the minority <laughs> here. I was thinking about this. Taylor Swift is probably one of the 10th most successful per people in the world right now. Mm -hmm. And the fact she is taking time out of her schedule and literally going to all these games is- During I mean, her touring that, too. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that, that speaks- I love the support. You know, that, that speaks a lot to me that she's able to do this. C-Spirit 22, T-Swift, cozy um now lady d what is your second like bet my friend okay so i'm gonna go take a pacheco isaiah pacheco anytime touchdown plus 120 he's been hitting since i've been taking him so i'm gonna go rock with him he, uh, mahomes been throwing to him so uh he's Another 80% on his last five games as well. So we're going to still rock with Pacheco until he <laughs> until he don't cash out anymore. So I'm riding with Isaiah Pacheco anytime touchdown plus 120. He's been running and he, he has been running like he Yeah, is. he has. It's off. Um, my next and you bet. know what? I'm, go yeah. ahead. <laughs> no, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. And which is crazy because I had um Kelsey as well the last game and he had two touchdowns and no he hasn't been doing shit lately. So it was crazy that he started to start running and catching the balls and started hitting getting the damn touchdown. I think it was that Swifty that he had to show off for Swift for Taylor. Like I gotta show off for my girlfriend and my brothers there too. <laughs> I'll say this. Like I was at the draft last year with, um, you know, my girls from dresses at solid pretzels down in KC and Kelsey was in the crowd at the draft beer racing. I mean, the dude is he, just, <laughs> he's just a dude. He is literally love, just a dude. And I would absolutely love, love to slam beers with, Jason Kelsey. Dude. I would absolutely, if I could slam beers with him, I think it would be phenomenal. Um, also, what was the other thing? And then he was at the tailgate with Bill's Mafia. Yeah. Doing he, thing. Yes. And he was so awesome. Yo. The, they are the most humblest football guys that I've known. Well, no, because Larry Fitzgerald is humble too. He's a pretty good down to earth guy as well. I've had many opportunities that I saw him around here in Scottsdale, and he does a lot of charity work and everything, and he looks like he's the type. But the Kelsey brother are like the down-to-earth people. I even live be listening to their podcast. It's just, it, it's, it really never really got me into listening, but their podcast is really pretty good. They get into the, the Taylor Swift helping people understand the concept of different positions in football 
and answering questions and then they drill each other. It, it's just a great brotherly love there with each other. And I would love to hang out with them if there was any possibility, <laughs> but that's not gonna happen. <laughs> but they they, um, they get so much, everybody is really paying attention to them just because of Taylor Swift, but it's good. <laughs> I liked in that documentary, um, was his wife's name, Kelsey. She goes, are we really going to spend $4,000 on a Super Bowl ticket to a game that your daughter won't even remember? And he was like, yes. I mean, to me, that was freaking <laughs> ultimate. Um, okay. I guess Xavier's not going to be covering for me. That was great. Um, oh, no. <laughs> my next one. And it's kind of a piggyback of the last bet. I'm going Gus Edwards over 41 and a half rushing yards. Chiefs are 27th DVOA defending the run, allowing 114.9 rushing yards per game. Gus Edwards has gone over this total two of his last three, three of his last five, 12 times a season. The last five games, I'm not counting the Chargers game because the Chiefs rested many players that game. Cook, Mm -hmm. 18-61. Mozart, eight for 33 Mixon 21 for 65 white 22 for 145 Harris four for 25. So three of the last five backs have gone over this total in those five games, rushing for 326 yards, 68.5 yards per game. And they are allowing 45.44.5 yards per carry. I think the Ravens are going to lean heavy on the run this game to keep Mahomes on the sideline, like I talked about over earlier. So I'm betting the over 41 and a half yards rushing. And I think I love laddering. Last week, we laddered Mike Evans. He balled out for us. I am going to be laddering this. I saw in one book, you can get over, I think, 100 yards at plus 1050. So I'm definitely going to sprinkle a little bit on that. So I'm taking Gus Edwards over the 41 and a half. Rushing yards. Lady D, what is your last bet, my like friend? It. And my last bet is I'm going to go with you with the Ravens. And I'm going to take, take Lamar Jackson's pass touchdowns plus over one and a half for plus 145. He's been able to hit this. Eddie Prince last eight games. Last 10, he's hit 50%. He's going to hit this. He's going to pass to um, do two pass touchdowns. Um, his last five um, passing plays were between 63% to 37% with um, him doing the most on um, against the LA, the Rams. So I think Lamar Jackson would get this um, over one and a half pass touchdown. What's your thoughts like- about that? <laughs> I like because I think they're going to force Lamar to pass. I think this KC's defense is absolutely brutal. You're getting um, Mark Andrews back, which is going to open stuff up. Isaiah Likely has been an absolute beast. So now you start running mm-hmm. Likely, Andrews, OBJ, Zay Flowers out there, along with Nelson Aguilar, who's the home run hitter that can stretch the field. I think Lamar right. Jackson – over the one and a half passing TDs at plus 144 is a great bet. And plus, I love that you're getting those plus odds. Absolutely love it. And if Gus Edwards is able to run the ball, that means they're going to start playing more people in the box, force Jackson to start making some throws. Love it. Um, boom. Plus and a half. Never in doubt. Xavier, baby. And my boy Sports Facts talking that shit. OK State is tied out. Dude, we're getting the <laughs> It's a long game, dude. Chill out, my friend. Chill out. Um, I know. Relax. (laughs) My last bet. And you know what? Look, I'm rocking the Lions. I am from Michigan. I'm doing it, though. I'm doing it. Give me the Lions plus the seven. First of all, we don't know what's up with Debo. He has a head injury and a shoulder injury. From what I'm reading, the shoulder injury is similar to what he had against the Browns that forced him to miss two weeks. 
Here's a stat I found when I was strolling through X from Matt Jacobs. 49ers, one and four when Debo gets two targets or less with their only win was last week against the Packers where they probably should have lost the game. Mm -hmm. Debo, now this is this season. When Debo starts and finishes the game, the 49ers are 10 and three ATS. When he doesn't start or he leaves the game early, they're 0 and 5 ATS. I know people are going to hype up CMC. Trent Williams is on the line. It's a run-based attack. All these stats I just read off said that Debo is the key. So if Debo's banged up, Debo's not part of the passing game. He can't go. This 49ers team is going to be limited offensively. That's going to put pressure on them to run the ball with CMC. And the Lions are the, per DVOA, have the best rushing defense in the NFL. So if they're able to limit the rushing attack, Debo's mm-hmm. hurt. Debo's not playing. They're going to force Ayuk and Kittle to beat you. And I think that's what the Lions exactly. want. EMC beats you, you don't want. Debo beats you, you don't want. You want these second tier. Now, Kittle, you can make an argument that he's not second tier, but we'll, we'll call him 2A. And we'll call Ayuk player like number three on the depth chart. You force those guys exactly. to be not your superstars. Road Dogs in the conference championship game since 2001, 58.3% ATS, one seeds in the playoffs since 2001 are 44.4% ATS. You can also run on these 49ers team. They're only 15th DVOA defending the run, allowing 4.2 yards per rushing attempt. Last week, the Packers rushed for 136 yards and have given up 103 yards per game their last three games. Lions have the fourth best rushing attack per DVOA, averaging 131.8 yards per game. Lions average 4.5 yards per attempt, which is the fifth best in the league. I think the Lions are going to be able to run the ball here. And that's going to take pressure off Goff. And if you take pressure off Goff, which is great because he struggles when he faces pressure and you're not getting behind the sticks. So if you're if you're in a second and four, third and one, that's what the Lions want to be in and not force Goff to be this heroic guy. If the Lions are able to run the ball, this is another key. That's going to force Fred Warner, who is elite covering the tight end. He is the best player in the NFL in coverage against a tight end. If you're able to run the ball, that's going to force Warner to play inside up against the line to stop the run. And that's going to open up stuff for Sam Laporta. I don't think Laporta can beat Warner. But if Warner comes off cover, plays up on the line, that's a huge matchup because Laporta is second on the team in third down receptions, second on the team in targets, second on the team in receptions, second on the team in yards. So if you get a positive matchup with Laporta, that is going to be huge. You're also going to have a positive matchup with St. Brown. When in three wide receiver sets, he's going to line up in the slot, which means he's going to be against Lenore, who I mentioned earlier, has allowed the sixth most receiving yards per game to opposing wide receivers. So I think the Lions are going to have some success passing the ball because of these matchups. Now, also, I know everyone's making a big thing about Jared Goff playing outside. I know it. Everyone, That's all I hear about. That's the <laughs> Jared Goff outside, Jared Goff outside. But I'm going to tell you this, looking at the weather, from our friends at weather.com, 64 degrees, a nice, cool nine-mile-per-hour wind. That is perfect football weather. No rain, no wind. It's a California boy like boy Jared Goff just throwing the pigskin around. And another reason I like it, I think Dan Campbell is just going to say F it. I think he's going to go pedal to the metal. I think he realizes, hey, we're seven-point dogs. If we have a chance to go for it, we are going to go for it. I think he's going to be ultra-aggressive. I like the Lions here plus the seven. And you know what? I'm going to sprinkle on that. (laughs) I'm going to do it. You know what? I I have to go with two with the, um if I was gonna go and do it at this time, I would take the minus three on the Ravens and the Lions. But then I would go and I would sprinkle on a teaser. 
I want you to tease my friend. Now I'm thinking because we always, like I said, the public are hammering the Lions just because of the reason of Debo is being out. And that's why everybody is hammering the Lions because Debo. We don't know what's going on with Debo. So now everybody's hammering on, on, on the Lions, but I don't agree that um, both of the dogs are going to cover. So definitely have have to take the Ravens at minus three. But now you're making me reconsider taking See, the Lions. I think <laughs> like you're you have skin in the game. You know it. You're you bet five five days a week. Five days a week during the count. That that's you. You may take you'll, you'll take a day off here and here and there, like we always do. Like I always usually take Friday off. I don't bet Mets baseball. That's kind of my mental mental break. But for the average Joe, and for those watching this that fall in this category, I apologize. <laughs> Their mindset's going to be like, look, it's going to be the two one seats. I'm going to take the Ravens mm-hmm. money line, and I'm going to take the 49ers running line. I think that is going to be the public play. And if the Ravens win, I think the Lions are going to win even more just because I don't think we're going to see two one seeds in it. You know what I mean? And this year when yeah. it's a I don't think we're going to um, see two one seeds in it. Um, also, I got one more question for you. Okay. Looking at it, because I love getting ahead of the board. I love mm-hmm. like, kind of, like trying to get my futures out because I love betting futures. I look through futures okay. throughout the year. You know, we hit, you know, we had the bills, like I said, 50 to one. Um Last week, we said to take the Lions at 18 to 1, which is looking pretty good. Um, looking to next year, I really think the team that I'm really going to be zeroing in for on futures, and I know a lot of people are going to look at the Texans, look at the Browns, look at the Ra- excuse me, the Ravens. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be looking, I'm gonna be looking at the Bengals. Does everyone forget you about Joe Burrow? You know what I mean? Because they're gonna have that last. <laughs> You know what I mean? They're, like literally, they're going to have the last play schedule. I know they lose Callahan, but you still have Joe Burrow. Right. Like, didn't get a tight end. I'm here. Bowers may drop. Jeez, if you get Brock Bowers and um, Jamar mm-hmm. Chase, you sign T. Higgins to the franchise tag. You can run this back one year, and you're going to have a great schedule. I think the Bengals right. next year if you find them over at twenty to one. I think they have some value. Another team which always disappoints. I'm definitely going to be locking in the Chargers. Just because you're going to get Harbaugh, you're going to get an adult in the room. Mm-hmm. I kind of like them with everything they have. Um, is there any kind of teams like you have circled for next year that are a little high on? Not really, because I, if doing the features are not my thing to do. <laughs> I really hate doing features. <laughs> but like you said, I really do see the Chargers and maybe, hmm. Um, the Chargers is one of them. I can agree with the Chargers. If they're they're like one of the worst teams, they're like my little bears. But <laughs> um, does the Mahomes trend of being oh, a, that's a oh, scare you too? No, um, it doesn't. It doesn't. I um, you know, we got Lamar. You know, three or less, seventy-one percent APTS. What about a Chargers? Yep. And- Yep, I love that. I can't wait to see how the team is going to be actually because my my um my guy was a Charger fan since Rivers. (laughs) I should be knowing a lot about the Chargers, but I had kind of disregard the Chargers, started looking at the Bears. I would say the Bears, but the Bears, we have a pretty we have we have to fix our offense. And our um, our offense again, and our defense—we have mean, to rebuild again. So, but ah. I mean, the thing—the things with the Bears is now. This is just me thinking out loud. Obviously, the Packers are going to be overvalued because everyone's going to talk about how they're one of the six youngest yeah. team in the playoffs. The Wait, what's I'm, not, name? I'm not a Vikings guy. I think the Vikings are very overrated. You don't know what's going on at the quarterback position there. And the reality of the situation is both the Lions offensive and defensive coordinator could be gone. 
they could have had coaching jobs. Yeah. And we saw how in Philadelphia, how they kind of like struggled this year, hired guys who have never done it before. And their offense and defense was absolutely brutal. So that could be the Lions. Bears have that schedule. You get Caleb Williams in there. Draft, you may be able to get a, another wide receiver to pair with DJ Moore. Get another right. pick if you trade Justin Fields. So, I mean, I think that's interesting. But since you're a Bears fan, let me ask you this. If, if, if you're the GM, okay, Lady F&D, you're the GM. What do you do? Do you trade the first pick? You know what I mean? Like, what do you do? No. Oh, my God. I would have to get a somebody to go with with more man we we really have to <laughs> fix that offense definitely um i don't want to get rid of fields i think fields have a lot of potential like it is just that it's hard for him to connect with some of the players you know when he's throwing he's he only have that one person he can throw to that he can be safe with. But I don't know, man. What I, I would just like start over, man. Not start over, just start over with the offense and don't even just trade. Keep the keep the trade and see what happens down the road. But just they need to fix our offense because we used to be number one in the offense. Now we have just taken down the offense and. I mean, you guys have been great. Ever since you guys got sweat, best in the league defensively against the run, you actually mm -hmm. finished best against the run. I think you need to address that offensive line. If you, the pro to trading fields is you'd be able to get picks and then you'd have that five year window with Caleb Williams to build the pieces around him. So I think that's I it. I do not. I mean, I, I don't I want to get rid of fields. I'll be like, I, even though I don't like Ohio State, <laughs> I see I see potential in fields. And if they keep fields, I think if they, they give them key players to go through, you can probably have a better team. And we probably can probably actually have a better number and probably make it to the playoff. But <laughs> we never know. Like, I'll tell you right now, players like, to make the playoffs, like my – this is where my head is for futures for everyone watching. And next week, you know, we're going to dive into a little bit more of the future market mm -hmm. in the NFL. My head for futures right now, without looking at any numbers, I like the Chargers to win it all. I'm going to put money on that. I'm going to put money on the Bengals to win the Super Bowl. I'm going to take either the Texans not to make the playoffs or the under on the Texans. And I'm going to take the win total under on the Lions. Just because we're having, especially with the Texans, we've seen before when you have these defensive coaches that lose their OC, how much their offense struggles. Yeah. And the Lions, like, if the Lions lose both coordinators, that's going to be absolutely huge. So that's kind of like where my head is, not knowing anything, not looking at the numbers. Like I said, we'll dive into futures right. more. Lady D, it has been fun, my friend, talking some shop, looking at the NFL with you. Going I back wish and I could have talked more football, but yeah, <laughs> I'm not into talking football like that. I just like to look at numbers and see what, and how and how these players are within their their um their last twenty, last ten, last five, and keep it thing. But you're very knowledgeable and like all. The stats of it. I'm not. I'm just like like to look at numbers and see what happens. <laughs> now, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you on social media? Why don't you tell everyone about your site, bettingonheels.com? And also, I do believe are you on you're on Winnable or are you on um the other one? I'm spacing on the other one. I was I was I was on both of them, but since I redid my website, I am dedicating myself to my own website. <laughs> so I want you to tell um, everyone where they can find that in the whole nine yards. If y'all interested in knowing my plays, I I'm also um I am verified on Picket. I have my Picket profile private 
because I have it connected to my website. So if you're a member, you can see all my picks and then you can see my my record. So when you're when, when you become a member, you'll be able to see my, my records and my picks. Um, I pick it because I have it into the members area. So if, um, if you're interested, you can go to beddingandheels.com. I'm affordable. I'm not charging 300, 400, 500. I'm charging weekly for 50 and 125 monthly. And if you're interested in yearly, it's 1200. <laughs> I like to, um, all my bets are always my, um, minus one, under minus 150. Um, I do two, usually do, I don't do too much parlays, but if I have parlays, they're within the my, um, minus 150 and below. Or their or their plus or their plus parlays, and um, I don't know what to say. Right. Make <laughs> sure to give if her you want to make sure to follow me on all of my plat um social media platforms. I'm on there as betting and heels, and um, I usually give out some plays, and um, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure to give her a follow. I'd like to thank everyone for tuning in. NA86 Sports Facts. Bobby Thomas, C Spear 22, Raj Gill. Uh, I hate the Lakers. Let's make some money. Matt Clay. Uh, who else we talked about? The Ravens. Dave, Dave <laughs> Kozak. Uh, Sports Facts. You know you're my boy, man. I love I love it when you talk some shit to me and let's make some money. Mm-hmm. Um, make sure to give my girl betting in heels a follow, aka Lady Fing D. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll be back next next week. Let's make some money. Let's cash some tickets. Until next week, boys and girls. Yeah, let's do it.